right, here it is. Episode one of Garage Beers. We're just going to be uh, pretty much winging this podcast. So anybody that has any questions on pretty much any topic, we can answer or we're just going to do our best to ramble about it. Um, it's myself, Cole, Jim, and typically we'll have a guest on the show and just have them talk about whatever they're doing. But today, since it's the pilot, we're just going to wing it. We've got a couple of bush lights in front of us. Um, but we do not endorse heavy drinking. We just endorse <laughs> a couple of beers, have a good time, and and talk. And when you can have those beers in the garage, there's just something about it that always tastes better. Very Especially true. this time of year. So, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> so, um, dive right into it. I want to host topics right now. Dogecoin. Dogecoin going to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's even crazy now it's taking off that um, Tesla, SpaceX, they're accepting Dogecoin as payment now for Tesla. Um, so not only that, but it's just fine. It's funny to see where this like kind of cryptocurrency is. Is that, is that official? What? Yes. Or is that just rumor? No, that's official. Official. You've got proof. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, For those listeners out there. And uh, so I can take. So I right now uh, I'm sitting at. Uh, I bought in at thirty seven cents. I was definitely late to the party. Well, no. So here's not the thing. that late though. So, but here's the thing. Did you buy Dogecoin or did you buy stock in the Dogecoin? I think I bought stock in Doge. So you can't use your stock to buy. That's that. fine. But if Doge, Doge starts to be good, used, then you're fine. Then we're gonna hit a dollar, ten dollars thousand dollars the problem is you don't actually own an actual coin of dogecoin though right is there such thing as a dogecoin yeah there there is okay and that's the problem (laughs) i was trying to when this was blowing up i was trying to buy the actual coin and it was impossible i I couldn't find a way to do it and then you told me about robin hood and then i was able to buy you know uh whatever stock that is i think it's like called uh the something trust that actually owns this but either way, it's got stuck at like fifty cents. Yeah, we're at at uh, at recording. It is uh, forty nine and a half cents, which uh, you got up to seventy at one point. Yeah, today today we've gained point uh, zero zero nine, which is uh, just under two percent of value. So but not a very strong day. In all honesty, I'll be interested to see where this cryptocurrency kind of go, um, just because. Um, just where with Bitcoin had gotten and where this is going to continue to go. I think that like other things, um, try to keep like politics out of this as much as you can, but like kind of always having to have your, like their hand in the cookie jar. So like regulating different things, um, there's no United States or honestly anybody that's really governing this cryptocurrency. So, um, different countries and whatnot are already starting to ban Bitcoin. Um, there's already 20 different countries, and I bet you it wouldn't be too far behind in the United States. Uh, started to, to ban uh, Bitcoin usage. Um, so I'm just be interested where just Dogecoin and all these different cryptocurrencies, if any countries start to use cryptocurrency in one way or another. See, the thing that's great about cryptocurrency, and I guess you could say great or bad, depending on your point of view, is the fact that um, you can't really stop it being from used. Like, uh, even if like somehow government were to try to stop it, I feel like the exchange, the whole the whole part of Bitcoin that makes it great is the fact that you can just exchange it between users without the government being involved. Like they don't know how to stop it. They could regulate it, maybe, 
but uh, I think that there's just no chance that they end up being able to ban it. I'd be interested in some like different like purchases through different websites and stuff like that. Like if you were to use Bitcoin for something to purchase, you'd have to have like a certain thing like that would come into your revenue, right? And it's one way yeah, I don't know how maybe. that would look on that. But like in the United States, if you had to put that into like certain income and stuff like that, if they could be like, you just got this amount from Bitcoin, eh, that's a tap. I mean, I remember when like Bitcoin first started getting thrown out there and it honestly, it was just like a joke, right? And and I think the difference in why like you have to have a country that like officially backs it with their federal like income system is because you go and you take out a hundred dollar bill no matter where you go in this country you know that that's worth a hundred dollars today and it's worth a hundred dollars tomorrow and in three weeks or now with with bitcoin it's all based on this theory that there's this like uh, established value and that value can change like 100 day to day and that's what's crazy though is that like that's what people love slash hate about Bitcoin and all these different cryptocurrencies is that it's not regulated. It's not worth this. Like it can go up and stuff like that. I remember for the longest time, Bitcoin, you could mine different like things. You could like, you would go with, you still can. You still can. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think, I think John does that really? and he like tried explaining it one day and <laughs> really? it made zero sense. That's hilarious. All he I'm said right is like, it. it makes my computer run at like 150%. Like, Cool. <laughs> well, so I read an article about uh, what creates the value of Bitcoin. And obviously, like as of right now, mostly it's just demand of sellers and buyers that's changing the price so much. And because it's not really being used a ton for like actual, you know, purchasing of things. But what's interesting is this, this article said that there is a limit of Bitcoins that can be created and that that limit's going to reach its limit in 2,131 and that we're at like 88% right now. And they're saying that once it reaches its total limit, then it's all the coins that are in circulation, uh, it might skyrocket in value because new ones can't be created. So they're saying it, it, it could end up- Or it does the opposite and it plummets it the could. value because it everyone's could. holding onto it and you're no longer you're exchanging it. So, yeah. Right, it'll be interesting to see because if it's paired with being able to be used and then you can't create new ones, then it might really be very bad. Right. I mean, like the, the US dollar, I, I, I'm sure there's a number out there. Like each day, there's like a billion more dollars that are created right. and put into currency. And there's probably like a billion dollars that are you know circulated out of currency. So it's like they're constantly printing money, which when, when people like – you know, in the Great Depression, when they stopped spending money or like what we had, you know, last year with COVID, like it totally fucks the entire economy. Like, especially in the U.S., like the economy and I'm not like an economics person or anything. So I'm probably not 100 percent right here. But like basically every day, like there has to be a shit ton of people buying things and a shit ton of people selling things. Otherwise, it all goes to hell. Well, yeah, that's and you can see that when in the canal, when that got shut down by that um, cargo ship, they were yep. losing like four point six billion dollars in like in the economy oh, right, right. every single day yeah. until that cargo ship was moved. That and then you had the the cargo ships uh, in California that they were forcing them to sit in the bay for two weeks before they would unload because of COVID. And you can get the crazy thing is, is that like, 
kind of go into these like different stocks and like the business side of things. Um, just all these different businesses that are now out of stock and like um, if the price is going up and different things. It's just weird um, kind of now getting to this age where like having that grow up moment where you're like talking about like lumber and stuff like that and price of gas that you never really thought of. Um, just like Titleist, for instance. So like being uh, a coach and whatnot, Titleist, like they're just – golf has just started to boom because of people now being able to play it, being outside. One of the biggest things that you could do during COVID. So like they all like companies haven't been able to keep up with the stock or with like the stock their shelves and stuff like that. So like yeah, it's the manufacturers. Yeah, the they're like on back order for like six months mm-hmm. at Tyler's. So um, just some of those different things and just kind of crazy on, I know we're kind of getting off topic from we were talking about like Dogecoin, but like it's just weird to see all the different industries and now all these things pop up and how it's influenced by like COVID and stuff like that. Okay. So here's a question related to golf. Uh, Why is it that I can wrap my head around paying to golf four to five times (laughs) a month and 30, 40 dollars around plus probably the food and everything. And I, I can't get myself to pay $200 a month for a membership that's like that I can golf however much I want. I, I, I Obviously, it doesn't make any sense. There is the fact that like I won't necessarily golf four to five times a month, but that ends up happening anyway. So what are your thoughts? I think it's it's sticker shock. You know, so like one of the things you've seen in COVID is the um, the the really the blow up of these like um after pay quad pay so it basically like there's a ton of vendors out there that accept and it basically creates a virtual credit card right so let's say you want to buy a $200 product but you don't want to spend $200 today it's like even PayPal does it so you, you can say i'm going to split this purchase into four payments they'll automatically withdraw $50 each time um you know but like for the people that either don't want to use their credit card or anything like that $50 today and then another $50 in two weeks is a lot easier to digest from that sticker shock than I if I buy this today and spend $200, then I got to wait, you know, two weeks, three weeks or whatever it is until I get paid again. So I think getting right. back to your original question, it's it's the sticker shock when you go and, you know, you your round is 30 bucks. Well, then you you only think of that as 30 you don't necessarily always take into account, well, I'm going to spend another $15 in beer. Yeah. You spend another $10 in food. Next thing you know, you're at 60 bucks. You do that three times in a month, and you might as well have bought your $200 membership. That, and you also got to think about who you're playing with, though. Is that like most of the time, um, who you have also doesn't have that membership. So therefore, right, right. like, are you still going to have to then pay for other membership or still those other rounds mm-hmm. versus – if we're going to golf all the time, obviously you would want to go golf uh, at the club every single time because then we don't have to pay for another round. Right. My goal would be to like make golf friends if I were to join right. just so that I could solve that problem. Just always having people to go golf with. The, the difference is like I would be someone that would want to golf like in the morning. Yeah. And not a lot of people can do that. And there's, a, I mean, Summer. a lot. So like obviously um, being at the club, there's a lot of like the Saturday and Sunday mornings are the big times that that's a hit. So like yeah. there's a bunch of groups, the T sheets basically loaded up from seven o'clock to 10 o'clock with like different groups and whatnot. So um, being a part of a part of a group that's like, 
it's handicaps and stuff like that, but there's like anywhere from 10 to 20 guys that get in those different groups. So, right, right, yeah. So we've already made the bridge over, so let's just keep talking about golf. Rory's back. Rory is back. Was it like 500 and some odd days between wins for the guy? Yeah, that, dude, he almost threw it away. His <laughs> caddy came up clutch. He couldn't so, hit a fairway. Well, he couldn't hit a fairway, but like, I, I don't remember what hole it was, but he threw it into like a hazard and he wanted to hit it kind of, but like their conversations, like going back and stuff like that, the caddy was basically like, just take your medicine. Like you've got a lead, just drop it and let's go from there. Instead of like taking like a nine out of like taking the nine out of play, make your bogey or double move on. So he ended up doing that and he ended up winning, but like it could have gone horribly, horribly wrong if he tried to hit that ball. Cause yeah. it was like sitting down doing some like tall stuff. Well, there's no guarantee you're going to get a clean shot. Well, that it's like, what is that truly going to do for you? Like, are you truly going to be able to advance the ball? Like for like what? 50 yards. Yeah. If that 50 yards is going to get you a big deal into no. So, I mean, he was good enough. So I'm glad that he was able to kind of talk it out with his caddy. And I hope he got compensated well. Or make, help make that decision. Well, the worst golfer out of the three of us, I've learned, like, and, you know, you, I hit it into the woods or the shit all the time. And it's always like, all right, I'm still going to hit the same club with the same swing as if I'm sitting in the middle of the fairway. And, like, something finally clicked with me this year in, like, the four or five rounds I've played is, like, hey, dumbass, just punch it back out to the middle of the fairway and you're going to have a much clearer shot. I'm still not going to get it on the green, but like I can't tell you how many times I've tried to take a regular swing and all of a sudden you hit a tree and now you're in a worse spot than you were before. So I'm kind of like Rory in that sense. (laughs) Dude, I I like to call that old man golf. And like it doesn't mean obviously that your game is like that you're old. It means that like I've played so many rounds in Florida with like old retired people and they all play the same way they they've lost all their distance so they just dink and dunk it down the fairway maybe you know a handful of bogeys handful of pars and walk away with like a pretty good score right and that's how you break like those different barriers like that's how you break the 100 barrier that's how you break the 90 barrier by eliminating as many strokes as possible and then like even like in some like my coaching and like um, back in the high school when I was in like my playing days it was like how can you the biggest thing you've got to like, keep up your scorecard are those big numbers the doubles the triples and stuff like that. So like taking your medicine and like you lost all the opportunity to go for birdie. If you hit a bad shoot off tee shot off the tee, like if you hit a bad tee shot, you no longer get to go to try and make birdie from the trees. Like that's just kind of like the mindset that like, if you're listening and whatnot, like you want to take that next step in your golf game, like you get to earn every single shot. You get it either. You hit a good one. Now you get to hit another good one. Like take your medicine. If you hit a bad one, that's how you're going to see your score start dropping. Also, for those of you listening, Cole is a golf coach. So if you have any golf golf questions, throw them in the DMs. We'll uh, we'll try to answer that for you. But yeah, I mean that's honestly like the biggest thing of like breaking the hundreds, breaking the ninety barriers, just getting away from those big numbers, um, not chipping as many times. So working on the short game and stuff like that, and then just honestly um, making putts and whatnot. So. Um, going from there, that's like the most fun and it's been fun, uh, in the last couple of weeks, gotten to get back out there, starting to try and practice a little bit more. I actually practiced chipping for the first time in probably three, three years. Um, so it's just kind of crazy to see what practicing and stuff like that has been able to do for the game. And 
that's another thing is that like just the that you're like weekend goers and your stuff like that is it like just expectations stuff like that like mm-hmm. if you only play once a week don't expect to have what people do if they play three or four times a week like right. we play with Cole, like, <laughs> we're never gonna come close. So yeah. we should just own it and be okay with it. But celebrate when like I make a bogey and, and, <laughs> and he makes a par or a bogey. The nice thing about being an amateur golfer is the fact that you have the ability to have these miracle shots every once in a while that just are amazing. Like when you made that like sixty foot putt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just run across the green right it's like okay my day is not going to get any better than this and yeah. my next 10 rounds of golf are probably not going to be as good as this shot but i'm gonna celebrate it right now and probably chug a beer yeah that and one thing we'll have to like keep kind of like come back to is like each course that we kind of go play kind of talking about it and kind of giving it a rating um, oh yeah 100 percent. We'll, we'll do that on this podcast like the links the links course the, the, meadows. <laughs> the meadows yeah absolutely how dare you Which i had a conversation with my players and they like out of all the courses that it could be the Lynx is the most style golf course that it is of it i know it's not the definition we're not going to get into this <laughs> but my i team will say I will, I will absolutely admit that it is a Lynx ish style course. i mean okay that's I mean, that's the most i will admit um I, i'll take that that's a step in the right direction um but that's what we'll kind of have to dive into. We'll play different courses, and that's. I think that's a good idea. I'll yeah, really review golf courses. I like that. You guys are just obsessed with reviews. I think that's. that's I mean, really yeah, what reviews it comes are down a blast, to. dude. And I think you know people <laughs> like to hear reviews. Do they? I do. Do they? Do you? No. If someone were to review a, a Harley, would you listen? Absolutely, not. like a, an expert. I honestly, I could probably count on. I'll give you two hands. I think the number of like Harley like motorcycle review videos I watched. Like, huh. I do a lot of reading, so maybe that's is that are you maybe maybe, maybe. but I don't just like want to review everything. Yeah. No, but I do like hearing like people's opinions on different golf courses. Um, especially everyone's got an opinion. No, I agree, and that's <laughs> they're usually all terrible. I and that's why I like hearing them like a different golf course and stuff like that about like different holes because. Some people love hole 16 at Thunder. It's this part five that you literally, if you are super, super long, you can get to the bottom of the hill and you can go for it in two. But for the most part, you literally hit driver, you hit a pitching wedge to hit another pitching wedge, which is in like the college world, like one of the dumbest holes that like mm. you can't like one, you can't go for it because it's literally oh yeah, I didn't hit like, like that a 50 yard shot yeah. to then hit a 135 yard shot because you have to go straight left over the water. So like different things like that talking about the greens, talking about the conditions, because that's another thing is that like, if you're going to go pay $35, $40 or something, not saying that a lot of people might listen to this, but like we could give recommendations like, Hey, this course, yeah, it was worth the money. It was in good condition or Hey, this is a hidden gem. Um, this golf course, really good. Damn. Shout out Cole Akers, RAP. Yeah. The clubhouse. Jim, <laughs> remember that was the hole that you hit. You like bombed your eight. Yeah. Iron. Yeah. I was like, I just, I just hope I make it over the water and I put it halfway up the hill. <laughs> And that was yeah. how I discovered my uh, my new swing with the irons. You you, you oh, grip and you right. keep your thumb. Your right for me, my right thumb is like I'm trying to stretch it out as much as I can. And Cole, you, we, we talked like basically I was over gripping, and every shot was shit. And by doing that, it's like it's keeping. I think it's keeping this arm from turning over and that's what's like that's what's one of the toughest things about one like coaching and stuff like that and like playing um different like golf rounds is 
Jim's gonna go grab a beer. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> Different golf rounds is in like coaching is not everything that I tell you to do is going to work for you. But you have to like give it a try and stuff like that. Or like when people get frustrated, you just have to try different things. And once it clicks for you, you just got to click or find what like clicks for you. But like not getting frustrated, like again, as much just like anything you do, the more work you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. So like if you just show up to the course and you hadn't played in a month, you can't expect to just go out there and be right where you are. Right, right. So like, or like a lot of big things are like the fuel indicators. So like he said, he had that thumb on the golf club and stuff like that. So essentially what you did, Jim, was just basically do a drill, like a drill that helped fix your problems. Right? Yeah. So, and then eventually you just have to figure out how to do the same thing, but without yeah. having the drill. I don't, I don't have an issue with that. <laughs> I'll look like an idiot if it means I'm going to hit my arms. All right. Well, I guess I mean, that's look at fair. Jim yeah. swing. That thing's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Good I'm point. pretty sure that probably came from a drill. Matt Wolf's came from a drill. Really? Did yeah. Matsuyama's? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I probably know these guys are. You, uh, you probably know who I did. Jay golfers. Come on. He just won the master. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He like pauses at the top a lot more yeah. than like usual. And then he goes down. That guy uh, helped pay for a few meals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, we're going to transition to Nicole's favorite topic besides golf. Second favorite. <laughs> Social media. Yep. Uh, well, also, first of all, before we get into this. Social media, let's get let's talk about uh, Baffert's horse real quick about how it's got drug tested and they failed the drug test. Yeah. So the Kentucky Derby, this guy, th- this was not in our rundown, by the way. I know, but like we talked <laughs> about, we, you, you teased me a little bit, but uh, um, nonetheless, this Baffert the guy has a great reputation. Why he would even, I don't think he did it just because of how good his reputation is that he's won. Seven, I thought he's, he's had six, other horses that, te- uh, that that's failed drug too, tests. Really? I don't think he had a, a, a sparkling reputation. So he's had six horses that's won the Kentucky Derby. At this point, like, why one? I don't know if I'd risk my reputation. He's not allowed on the grounds of the Kentucky Derby anymore. Was that, I thought it was another course, but was it Kentucky Derby? Kentucky, now he's not allowed. Well, so Derby. what I heard was that uh, a race before the Kentucky Derby or whatever race, one of the races that uh, he ended up getting popped for, he popped for earlier. He popped after the race. And then because of the connections he had in this horse industry – the uh, they didn't even get back to him that his horse tested positive until like two weeks before the Derby, and this was like a month after, maybe even more, the race that he did before that that he had to win to get into the Derby. And then what happened was he appealed it. He goes, okay, well I want a new sample, and obviously he was clean by that point. So then he got in, and then again, then po- uh, same drug, and it was like an yeah. absurd amount. It I know it's like an absurd amount, but you know what it basically is that he keeps getting popped for? It's like Tylenol for a horse. No, no, no. It's a bronco. It's a bronco dilator. <laughs> I've heard that it was a Tylenol for a horse, like basically Tylenol for a no, horse. no, no, no. This this expands your lungs. Yeah, that's well. Okay, well, see, this is what I was about to say before we started this. We need like a Jamie, a person to look things up. Oh, you ever listen to Joe Rogan? No. Basically, it looks oh. up different facts on like what, but like, nonetheless. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if you're interested in being an intern for Garage <laughs> Beers, hit us up. All right, let's talk social media. All right, so it's been my life for like 15 years. Mm. And I get Cole it. Cole hates it. Jim's I, a media expert. I mean, don't get me wrong. I see a lot of the positives and like things that I constantly have to talk with like some of my players and like some of like the youth about is. 
like you need to go on there with like a purpose. Like it needs to be like how you use your social media, like who you like, who you follow and stuff like that is going to mold your mind and stuff like that. If you follow crap, you're going to become crap. Like if you want to start like, like if you want to go on there with a purpose, like let's say you're big on golf and you have like certain things in your life that you want to accomplish. Those are the, those are the things that you should have on your social media. Like, obviously I think that there's different platforms for different things, but like, if you want to keep up with friends, I think that like, honestly, Facebook is a good place for you to go to keep up and stuff like that. Um, like, but I think the way that like Instagram and the way that like TikTok are going, like those are needs to be things that like, if you want to see crap, you're going to go there for crap unless you go there with like a purpose. Like if there's certain things that you want to get out of it or go in there, then you better follow certain things and then continue to just not go down the rabbit hole. I think, I think the real issue uh, is that is a lack of understanding and education. Um, and that was something in a, in a previous role each year I would do a training and really try and stress that is that this isn't just like, you know, some, some blow off thing or where that has no repercussions, no consequences. Like, you know, these are, these are legitimate tools. Um, and a lot of people fail to, to really see that or understand that. And, um, you know, everyone's heard the horror stories of like, so-and-so was a finalist for this job or this school. And all of a sudden they, you know, someone at that place finds that they were posting this or liking that. I mean, and that's, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that's, that's important about it. But I think my, my issue with social media actually is a lot deeper with that. And, and I don't know if this is where you were heading with it, but it's what it's done to people, um, mentally. And like, you're always comparing yourself to these people and like these glorious, luxurious lives that they're leading. And I think it has a real, uh, really strong negative effect on mental health. A huge impact on mental health. The fact that every single thing that you have to do, it's crazy now the fact that like people are like phone eats first or like phone eats second. Like you'd have to, like if you go out to eat, you can't like, we have a rule on like the golf team that you have to put your phone uh, in the middle of the table and whoever touches his phone first has to pay. <laughs> no way. That's yeah. great. Rule. And I'll tell you what, nobody has touched the phone <laughs> more like yeah. been able to pay for every single meal. So like, that's amazing. Um, that's been great. Um, but just like, dude, it is incredible, incredible, incredible that like the different things that like you have to seek approval every single thing that you do. Did you actually do it if you didn't take a picture? If you didn't post it? Yeah, that like, that for sure is one problem I run into a lot. It's like, okay, I don't post a lot on social media, and because of that, people are like, "What am I not important to you? Like, uh, you don't think we had a good time?" I'm like, "No, of course we did, but like, uh, I can't just be posting everything. I don't really care to post anything." Um, and like the uh, and go ahead. And mine's like off that is that like if. Like, I don't need to post for somebody to know that I'm having a good time. Like, if you're spending time with me or I'm spending time with you, that means that you mean something. Like, I don't need to post something to have approval or to, like, say, yep, I had a good time with here, here, because now I get to post a picture. Right, like, right. Now, I can understand the fear where it comes from because, like, I remember kind of feeling like this in college when, like, uh, Snapchat was first starting and people were posting on stories. It's like, okay, if you didn't post a story, you kind of, like, were felt like you were irrelevant. It's like, it's a weird feeling. You're like, oh, I got to post something because I am relevant. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And eventually, you know, I stopped caring about that. But that, and then like, I get it. Even like the mental side of things too. It's like, 
oh, I'm going to try and make so-and-so jealous because I'm going to post a picture at this place so that right. they think that I'm here, but I'm actually somewhere, somewhere else. So like just the different mind games that like social media brings to the table is just, mm-hmm. I mean, I get what the, like the purpose originally kind of was. Um, but I mean, I think that they've just taken full advantage. Even, I mean, the crap that they're like, they're listening to you when you're on the apps now. So like, then they're going to start popping up ads that you've right. talked about mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That just to me is incredible that like they have the ability and stuff like to do that. I don't think Instagram had the foresight to see what they would become because I remember when it first came out, <clears throat> it was actually introduced to me by like a friend of my uncle's who was like in his fifties. He's like, I have this app. It's crazy. You take a picture of it. You just throw filters on it. And it was like, look at all these pictures of nature I took. Yeah. Like, and he had like five followers. And yeah. It's like, who would have thought that that like would blow up into something that was just all about like people and like friends, followers. But I will say this, I was out to dinner the other day in San Diego and I saw uh, my friend Jim and I were out to eat. We look over and we see this group of girls at a table and literally the entire dinner, they're taking pictures uh, like as a group or as a couple or whatever. And they're acting like they're having this amazing time. And literally that's all they did. The entire dinner is just take pictures. So in reality, they really didn't have that good of a time because they were just there taking pictures. But if someone else sees those pictures, they're like, dang, they're having a blast at that dinner. That and it's like, it's incredible. Um, so like me being older and being like a coach, you get somewhere and all they do is like get right under the phone. So like, I'm like, holy right. crap, be here, be here. Is it like a big thing that like I always like to say is like, if you're going to be here at this moment, like if you want to go spend time by yourself, that's the time that like be on your phone. Right. But like, if you want to be like with a group of people, like it's incredible. And like, I've started to challenge myself because I've noticed like there's been some times that I've been like on my phone and I do appreciate when other people like call me out and be like, hey dude, like be here, be here. Like, that's just a big thing. Like if you're going to be somewhere and if you're going to be with a group of people, put your phone down, hang out with different people and like embrace that like, that actual conversation and stuff like that. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard not to be on your phone because it's almost like a default. Like if you just get bored for a second, you're just like, ah, pick up my phone. A huge thing is anxiety. Is that like people don't want to have, don't know how to have conversations anymore because of social media. So now they're in the room with somebody, they initiate that conversation. They don't know how to continue a conversation. So they just rely on their phone to go back to social media to see what other people are doing. I will also say this though. I've been on the, I've been on the end where like, I just don't want to talk to somebody so that I just <laughs> use my phone. Oh, I, I mean, I agree. And a lot of people do that. Like a lot of it you can see on campuses too. Is like they see somebody they don't know or they like don't want to have a conversation. So all of a sudden they just feel – and like you'll see people just pull out their phone on a blank screen and just like hold their phone yeah. so they don't have to yeah. talk. Yeah, I'm sure. So, with, I mean, even with all that negative, I think there has been – you know, I think I would make the argument that a lot of good has come yeah. from social media. You I know, I know my first like real dive into it was from a journalistic standpoint. Um, and I'll never forget the day that Twitter like really took off. It was like 2011. And uh, there was a plane uh, in New York City that went down in the one of the I forget what river it was right but it was like this plane had a, had an engine problem they made a movie Tom Hanks was oh, in it yeah and uh, uh, in Hudson yeah the Hudson River right and so this plane like lands in the Hudson River and there was someone on a ferry that had the Twitter app at the at that point and they were able to take a picture and post it and that like ever since then like from a journalistic standpoint Twitter has never been the same because 
that proved that you didn't have to be CNN or any kind of like official news station to to really share like breaking news. And so like from that day on, like Twitter, I think, you know, I've kind of like gone from Twitter was like my number one, like it's what I use to gather all of my news and my information. And after I've really left like the college athletics scene, um, it's really transformed back into like, hey, like I'll, I'll check in. There's still some accounts that I look to for information, uh, but it's no longer like the, the first app I open. So but overall, like it's just interesting how like for all the bad that people talk about, like there also has been a lot of good that has come. And there's definitely that. a lot of creativity and stuff like that. But like I think it's sweet that like a young like the younger generation could go somewhere and be creative and they can clip different things together because i mean especially with where the world's going and stuff like that to have that exposure to different things like they can become producers or something like that yeah. like a simple app like tiktok could help somebody mm-hmm. at a young age have the ability and produce different things that they could use real world once they get out they could go produce and different things i get that but like i mean this is gonna go even deeper but like then that's kind of where our education system needs to go Oh, 100%. But like we're and our education not. system is stuck in 1990, but we're tailoring towards technology and stuff like this. And yet we're talking about history. We're talking about English. I'm doing me wrong. Some of those topics, they need to be brought up, but we need to have more technology classes. We need to have more stuff like that where we're exposing them and not just expecting them because they're, they're, they want to be honest in class. Mm-hmm. So then use the phone and use this technology as a positive in class. So I mean, some are, though. I mean, they hand out iPads and stuff now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But, yeah, like, but I, what? So that you can watch a digital book on your laptop? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, need uh, to, you need to use TikTok. You need to use these different things. Yeah. I know that they're trying to bring that into there. But, like, that's where it needs to go. I mean, I'll, this was obviously a few years ago because I'm old. But uh, the, the college I went to, you got a laptop. As, as being a student there and it was probably if I had to guess 90% of my classes we weren't allowed to have our laptops out yeah uh, and <laughs> maybe that was the small school thing like they also took attendance like my whole thing like in college was like if if I want to go to class like I should that's that's my choice and if I don't like I'm gonna suffer the consequences or like I have to be creative and figure out okay how do I find out what I what I missed that day but I, I I always laughed like they were progressive enough to give well you didn't really give because you paid for it but every student had a college issued laptop mm-hmm. yet you were basically you know, never allowed to actually have an opening class. Then I think um, just with COVID, I think that's, you're going to see a big, big change in things oh, like yeah. Zoom and stuff like that. I think that those yeah. laptops and stuff like that, that like, let's say you're in a sport and you need to miss class. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Zoom classes are, are like, Hey, zoom, zoom in, in yeah. or we'll record the class. And you'll yeah. be able to watch the lecture. I, I think it even goes a step further. Like it doesn't matter if you have an excuse oh, right. or you have you're somewhere sick else to or something like, like that. You no, know, I'm just saying like what this year proved not only for for college education but for the workplace like you don't have to physically be in one location to be productive i the only argument right. that i would have to that is that with the feedback that i've gotten from um like my sister and just like people that are in college they absolutely hated zoom you yeah they like just like obviously it was easy and stuff like that but like they want to be in person they want to be this 
Like I get the whole argument of like, obviously if you're not feeling well, stuff like that. But like, I also think the accountability and things like that of like why some schools, like a smaller school, like has attendance is that it, it's that different form of accountability where like, Hey, because there's certain people that need that, that force of accountability that like, if you didn't have attendance, you wouldn't go. Right. And what's wrong with that? That's the point of the university of saying, hey, we want to hold you accountable. We want to help sure that make sure that you're learning right. the topics that we're bringing you to. But at what point, and we're diving into a whole other topic here, but like at what point as a higher education institution do you draw the line and say like, if you're if you want to pay $20,000 a year to be here, like well, and, that's and if I mean, you want to get Fs, that's on you. Like, like we Michigan don't, State we had don't care that philosophy and like uh, like maybe ten percent of my classes took attendance and theirs was based on like you know if you missed a certain amount you'd get X off your grade and I'm not sure if that's how other colleges did it but ours was for the most part go if you want don't go if you don't want but what is interesting though is that they didn't care if you had laptops or not mm-hmm. and uh, most of the class would be on their laptop except for me. And because I learned through the years that actually I'm more of an auditory learner, which is strange, but like if I just sit and pay attention and listen, yeah, I will remember it much more than if I take notes. If I take notes, I just am concentrated on my notes and I don't remember right. it. So yeah, I'd be like, the I, uh, I had a classmate my freshman year that the morning of the final overslept, it was his fifth uh, absence and he failed the class. Five Ooh. five absences out of he this, also this the final. How hard is it to remake a test? Like it, it wasn't that he missed the what final. What did he have in the class? It, it it's not like he was failing the class. It was you get five. You have I mean, five absences. You missed. You I get failed that, the class. But like I'll put it this way: so you have five absences in a job, and you show up to a big presentation at a workplace. You're getting canned. You know what I mean? That like if you show up and you have a big, big, big case that you right. need to do. Let's say you're a lawyer. Let's say that you're sale, you're doing a sales pitch. If you showed up and you needed to, you've missed work five times because you didn't want to get out of bed. And then your fifth time that you missed was a big sales pitch. See ya. You're not getting a job. Right. I, I can see both sides of this argument because there's learning. There's value in learning both of these things. No, I agree. Self-accountability and also being accountable to something you don't want to do necessarily. And I think I mean, it, both sides, do I agree that he shouldn't have, but have been failed for that? No, probably not. But I think that it does give real world like accountability that you can't just be like, and that's another thing where like, we're talking about the social media that this younger generation is like relying on those parents and stuff like that to do things for them. That like the accountability is kind of almost getting thrown out the window that like nothing's ever anybody's fault. Mm-hmm. And that is when you go to those different things, being told no and being told these different things of like, no, just simply you didn't. And that's what I love about like sports and stuff like that. Is that like, if you do the things you're supposed to do, usually it pans out for you. Right. And like the accountability, if you're, if you're there more times than not, it'll pan out for you. Right. That's why sports are such a good like microcosm for life in so many ways. Um, and honestly, I, what I think I want to ask you, Jim, is do you think that that like the corporate world will hmm. ever get to the point where they go, we're not and some maybe do do this already, but where they go towards that um, philosophy that you're describing that you like in that they go, as long as you get your work done, doesn't matter the hours. Oh, there's there are hundreds of companies oh, yeah. that were already moving in that direction before COVID. Mm-hmm. And now 
Really? Uh, yeah. Now, like, I won't say that my situation is exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but to an extent, like, if I, like, today, I went in at, like, 710. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I walked in at 830. Like, I know my schedule. Like, me personally, I'm not the best morning person, so I try not to schedule, like, 8 a.m. meetings. But I'm also the type, like, last week, I was there until 8 o'clock at night because I was working on a project. So, I I think you are going to see a lot more of that. And I think what's going to help is you're going to have more of these directors, VPs, and CEOs that are you're phasing out of the baby boomer generation. I think that's right. that's the right. big part of it. Right. Um, is that they grew up in the nine to five. Nine to clock five. In, clock out. Exactly. And you know, I think they're overall, I would say in general, there's a lack of trust that if you mm. are not mm-hmm. in the workplace, I can't trust that you're getting your work done. And right. I think you're gonna start to see that really fade. And and I think COVID accelerated that process by five to 10 years. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like a capitalistic mindset. It's like, if they're not getting their work done, then they're fired. You'll, you'll hire somebody that does. Right. You know? Well, that, and I also think that just with the, just where everything in the workplace is going and becoming more diverse, uh, both gender, ethnicity and stuff like that, that it's both the mom and dad, male and female working in the workplace that like, you can't mm-hmm. just do the nine to five. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now the ability to have like different work hours well, now you, if you have a the husband and wife or a husband and husband or whatever it is, the dynamic you have at home, one person can come in at noon and then work later. Yeah. And then one person works till noon and stuff like that. You have you can do the daycare stuff and like that. Or guess what? One person gets to work from home this day. Then the next day they can go into the office and then balance it work like that. And I think that's going to be a great job because I think that will also start building more of the relationships with the kids that – the nine to fives and stuff like that have missed out with their kids right. and just sending them to daycare and stuff like that and missing out on so many things of the kill of the kids like childhood. And, and I do think there's a big, um, you know, motivating factor in that if you're, you stayed late till 8 PM working because you wanted to get that done. Nobody was forcing to, mm-hmm. if your boss went and said, Hey, you're working till eight tonight, you'd be pissed. To- yeah. Well, I agree. Oh, yeah. 100% a totally different feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I made that choice. Yes, I made that decision. Exactly. And, and there's plenty of people that they can live in that world. Like I'm one of those, I need that, that freedom. Like right. there were too many days to even come close to counting where, you know, I, you know, when I work in athletics, I would bring my laptop just so I could meet my friends at, at the bar or out for dinner. Mm. And I'd be there working on, you know, a story or something with a social media post or waking up on a Sunday morning, finishing something from Saturday night. Like I'm the type of person, like I've always kind of enjoyed that freedom of when I want to work, I'm going to work. And when I don't want to work, like I want to be able to have that freedom. And like that's the, the opposite or the, the being able to not work is yeah. what I've really struggled with is because like more so with myself than necessarily my employer, it's like shutting my brain off and like actually not having to think about what, what I need to get done for work. Right. Right. And I, I am somebody that likes to work abnormal hours in the sense that like, if I get to work really early and get a bunch of stuff done before like I can get so much done before like eight or nine a.m. before people are even yeah. showing up. I, I wish that rain about it. I, <laughs> but I just that 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then, then usually I'll take a break in the middle of the day to yeah. go work out. And then, and then I'd stay late and get done at the end of the day too late. And which is like, I just like that schedule. Like I just like working abnormal hours. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's just like fitting to you as long as you get what you need to get done. Mm. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter. And I think that's the challenge to a lot of managers, directors, VPs, et cetera, is, um, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta extend that branch and have some trust. And, and if you get burned, you have that conversation, yeah. you know, but you don't necessarily pull that back. Now you get to, and and I, this is what I don't understand. Like it should be a or fairly simple. Like you want to work work whenever you want, but come you know June first, I'm expecting this project or this report to be done. If it's not done, like okay, now we got to have that conversation. Like right. I gave you this freedom. And you turned around and didn't get done what I had asked. Like, that's where I think, you know, you got to have that conversation. Right. And then I think that's where where you have those, like, different meetings, though. And then, like, if you're in those positions, like, hey, how's this going? How are you doing on this? And then you can do those checkups and then be like, all right. Then if you truly know what you're kind of talking about, be like, hey, I think, let me see, like, where you're at. Like, if you don't feel like they're actually getting it done, then have those different conversations. But um, nonetheless, I mean... I mean, we've talked a lot of kind of like social media and stuff like that. It is fascinating how, how like people nowadays, especially it seems like because maybe because of social media, maybe because of how we're raised, but it's like everybody is so different. We're so similar, but everyone's so different. Like what would work for me would not work for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And it's just like, how do we co, how do we be like co coexist? Yeah. How do we, well, co-workers in a, in a smaller Mm -hmm. sense. Uh, and make this machine move in the direction we all want, but yet all still have to do what's best for us. That's the hardest part. And and I think with a lot of different industries, like that's a part of the interview process mm-hmm. is what is the workplace culture like? Yeah. Is it a, you're here clocking in at 7 a.m. and you're walking out the door at 4 and from 401 to 659 the next day, we're not doing anything with work or is it, you know, more flexible. And I think like that's, you know, I, I actually had this conversation with a friend the other day, like they're getting ready for a job interview and they're like, they were all worried. And I said, listen, like, and I know we're branching off into another topic here, but like, but if you're having a job interview, they've already made the decision that you're qualified. Mm-hmm. Now it's to the point of, is it the right fit you to them and them to you? And that's where, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get so kind of, like, distracted of, one, like, they're so nervous, like, oh, they're not going to like me. Well, they're not going to waste their time and bring you in for an interview if they don't think, like, you have a possibility of being there. But the other part that I think is even more important is, like, as the person that's in that candidate's chair, like, you have to be honest with yourself and ask the hard questions. Otherwise, six months, nine months from now, you're going to be sitting there thinking, like, this isn't where I want to be. Right. Yeah. Like ask legitimate questions that you mm-hmm. want to know the answers to in that interview. Now, obviously like with parameters, but that does two things. One, it helps you figure out if you'll actually want to be where you're at long term. And then also it kind of does show like confidence in that you are picturing yourself in this position already. Well, then I think that's the biggest thing that or biggest advice that I could give to a lot of people is saying like the interview process is two ways. Like you obviously you applied because you wanted this job, but then you also got to see, is this a job that you want to have mm-hmm. and you want to be there? Um, but as far as, I mean, 
we could go down this path yeah. a long time. But like one, I mean, going off of social media, the biggest thing is like breaking news. Tim Tebow, come yeah. back. And speaking of new jobs, yeah, he just got he just got hired. So <laughs> Tim, Tebow, I haven't read much on this, so enlighten me. So he just got signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and as, as a tight end, as a tight end, as a tight end, that he did not want to be when he was at when he was in the NFL originally. A lot of teams wanted to sign him to make him a tight end originally, right? Well, because um, he doesn't have the arm strength. Did he play? Didn't that? have the accuracy. Did he play it at Florida? He played at Florida oh. under Urban Meyer, who's now the head coach at right. Jacksonville. Right. Yep. And then my biggest thing of why I think Tim Tebow is being bought in and stuff like that is that – so um, I just got done uh, reading Urban Meyer's book, uh, Above the Line. So it's basically uh, basically a synopsis of the book, um, everything that he – every team that he's been a part of, everything like, like that. At Florida, um, Urban Meyer was like – basically all he did was he was a workaholic. He didn't enjoy anything. He was basically boom, boom, boom. I expect to win. I expect this. It, he won a national championship. The first thing he did was went to his office and responded to emails and started recruiting instead of enjoying the national championship. Hmm. So like, and then he had some like heart issues and stuff like that. along with some other things of why he left Florida and went away from coaching. So then um, obviously success and stuff like that. He learned um, a lot from those different players and stuff like that. And then he took that and he went to Ohio state. Is this an autobiography? No, this is a someone book. wrote it about him. No, it's a book he wrote. Yeah. yeah. Wrote so an autobi- autobiography. Autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. Urban Meyer write the book? Oh, sure. Yes. Okay. okay. So it's an autobiography, not sure. audio. Book. Uh, okay, that's what I was thinking. Auto. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I like, he said, I, I gotcha. So um, he wrote this, and it basically is talking about your actions and whatnot. So, like, you have above live actions. Is it accountable? Um, and the above the things, or are you making excuses? Are you blaming it on somebody else and stuff like that? And Tim Tebow is the number one prime example of above the line actions. Hmm. Like every single thing that he does is above the line. He's, I mean, it's not even just like him being religious and stuff like that, but like his work mentality is unmatchable, especially at Florida. I mean, people, the stories and stuff like that, that he would bring and stuff like that, that like, it'd be the little nitpicky things that like college and like when he was in the pros and stuff like that, that he would pick out. But when he was at like... And it's just that his talent didn't match like his work mentality, but that's why he got where he was because all the actions that he did was to be perfect, to do this, to do that. And I think that's why Urban Meyer is like, I don't even think that Urban Meyer thinks that he's going to play, but I think that he, he just wants, wants there in the locker room. Yeah. He's a psychopath, like in the weight room, looking at the different details. He knows how he is at like doing different things and getting people involved. He's going to be a great leader for a young team, especially for somebody like, Trevor Lawrence that needs that like leadership and stuff like that. That's going to be young and stuff like that. I think Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer are going to get them going. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good move. I mean, uh, when we were watching that Michael Vick documentary, remember when he tried to make a comeback with the Eagles and Donovan, Donovan mm-hmm. McNabb took him under his wing? He goes, listen, we're going to be the first ones here. We're going to be the last ones to leave. And then they were the hardest working and he ends up coming back and doing great. So, right. yeah, it's like a role like that that Tebow could play with those young people only if they take him serious. There, there's a chance that they're like – Get T-ball. I think that the way that he kind of commands the room is I don't think they're going to say get out of here because he doesn't – I don't think he's – he's not all talk. He does the actions. He does the day-to-day. He right. shows up. Right. He puts in the time. Like obviously it didn't pan out for him as a quarterback. No, probably not. But you don't think that he's going to get under the under the rack. You don't think that he's going to take the licks. He, if he comes in here to be a tight end, 
and, tie, and Urban Meyer wants him to be a tight end, he's going to be a tight end. And he's going to do whatever he needs to do. He's going to put in the extra hours to be that person. Like, he doesn't half-ass things. I am excited to watch. I don't know if he'll make it, but, like, I think it was a good move. No, he, I, I don't think it's an issue of him, like, making it or not. Like, if push comes to shove, like, and he doesn't make the 53-man roster. Coach. Yeah. He'll he'll be hired as a was special it, he an analyst. TV analyst? Yeah. yeah. So he just didn't like that anymore? I mean, well, no, well, I no. think I bet you Urban Meyer called in a favor. Huh. Yeah. I mean, Urban Meyer is, like, staring down the barrel of a gun right now. Like, everyone's expecting the Jaguars to go 1-16. and 16, Which, by the way, I saw this fact. He hasn't lost a regular season game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is he? What? Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence was undefeated in high school and undefeated in the regular season in college. at Clemson. Only lost in the playoffs in the Clemson. Oh, so, never lost a regular season game. Unless the Jaguars go 17-0, this will be his first regular season <laughs> loss since probably, like, middle school peewee football. I'm, I'm I don't hoping. even know if he's lo- – I mean, but yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping for 17-0. I mean, <laughs> Wouldn't that be so cool? I mean, why? Has there ever been a team to let the number one draft pick and then go – let's, no, let's not the, even say 17-0. No. Let's say make the playoffs. Uh, there's got to be examples. Andrew Luck? Maybe. Was was he the number one overall pick? Yeah. Out of Might have been. Might have been. What are the overall picks? All right. We'll look at – we'll Definitely. get our intern yeah. to look that up. Intern beef, but overall, Tim Tebow. I mean, if you if you're looking at it, if you know, from the perspective of is this guy going to be an impact player on Sundays with catches and touchdowns? Right. right. I don't think that. Right. And I think if that's the expectation, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. If you're looking at this as we're going to keep him here for two, maybe three years to help all of our young guys. Uh, kind of get acclimated in the NFL, and I mean with Urban, it's 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 not just another coach. I mean, being you know having been a player for him, I think makes a big difference as well. Yeah, yeah, I can see it, and I and the media is going to go insane when they're like when either losing by a ton or winning by a ton. It's like, and here comes Tim Tebow yeah. on the field. Yeah, it's as long so as Tebow so, doesn't become a distraction, I think it's the right move. Now, and I don't that's going to be well. hard. I think the I mean that's going to come down gonna, to yes, how how insulated can they make that program um and ignore so do you all think the, the media the critics does it say? sell more tickets? Yes or no, do you think? No. Think well, so? I think it's also going to be limited, but yeah. I don't think it's sell. I don't it think I don't think Tim, a little bit. I think. So Andrew Luck did not make the playoffs, but he went 11 and 5 in his first season. How does that okay. not make the playoffs? Who 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 did? The Lions. Oh, God. No. <laughs> what year? 2012. I didn't think the Lions ever made yeah, the playoffs. They, they made it like a couple times in my life. But, uh, yeah, no. Oh, speaking of which, I need to see if the Pistons have their historic loss or not. A top pick? Uh, I yeah. think the Bears need to miss it so they can get a top five pick. Because well, let's, let's talk about that. I saw a report today saying – Justin Fields should start week one. No, no questions asked. I mean, don't be wrong. I'm huge on Justin Fields. I would love to see it. But I am big, 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 big on letting these guys Andy Dalton. Okay. get sold in. <laughs> I'm big on letting the guys get sold in. The Bears aren't probably going to win the Super Bowl this year. No. So I think that if you let, like, Justin Fields, like, let the game slow down, like, it'll be way better. Like, bring him in week four. Let him see the game film. Let him see game speed. I don't care if you throw him in a couple, like, preseason. He gets a lot of the reps. But, like, when it comes down to it, break down the different things. Watch Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, whoever it is, 
that plays those first couple of games. Yeah. Say, hey, listen, these are the things he did wrong. So these are the different reads that he made in game time. And then say, what would you have done differently? Stuff like that. I mean, so I, my question pumped. there is, do you trust the future of your potentially first franchise quarterback in the history of the Bears organization? Do you trust him to learn what he needs to learn from Andy Dalton and Nick Foles? I don't have a lot of faith in that. I would Nick rather. Foles, I do. <laughs> what it, He's won a Super Bowl. Beat Tom Brady. He beat the GOAT. So he's an elite quarterback. I don't know how they are with teaching. And with the way that I think Andy Dalton's coming here, I don't think Andy Dalton's it. I'd rather see I'd rather see Fields and Nagy become buds. They watch film together and it's whatever, you know, Andy Nick, you guys do whatever you want to do. The most thing the thing that I'm most I think Fields about, has it up here oh, to fight through that adversity. Well, the thing that's crazy yeah. is though they do this this there's this test. Yeah. That they wonder like that the only the last person to place or to score over a hundred was Patrick Mahomes? He scored a one ten. Now, guess what? Fields' the score was it's like one sixteen. It was one thirty. One thirty. Oh, he literally. So he was given the playbook by Nagy, and Nagy said, "Here's the setup. Here's the situation." This was like two weeks before the draft. Yeah. Right? Oh, here's okay. the situation. Here's this, and what are your reads? And what's this? Perfectly. Runs the playbook down. Runs a different read. Yeah. The night before, didn't they yeah. call him and yeah. he like yeah repeated it from memory? Wow. Yeah. So well, I mean, so that's why, like, got because of that type of thing, like I say, you, I mean, I agree. Feed into the wolves, and he's gonna learn I think, trial by. Fire. But I want to see. But I'm not a. I, but I want to see what he does in, um, preseason first. If he likes it a preseason, yeah, fuck it, I'm here. No, I'm a big no, trial by like, fire. Okay, this is comparing football to golf, but you've got a freshman that comes in and he, you know, in a qualifying round at at your home course. He shoots a 68. I'm out there. No questions asked. Because you're not going to sit him for his first turn. No. Not a chance. <laughs> if the kid earns his way on the field, then – So court. Justin Fields hasn't earned his way? Not you, yet. You said you – said Through preseason. Four. Through preseason. I said, so he comes out of preseason. If he, if he does well in preseason, I have no okay. doubt that he can earn his way into the week one. But if he okay. hasn't earned it, then – but I mean, with the way, the way you, you started talk, this was he's going to sit to week four. That was a good perspective to put it in. I agree. I'm with you. But if he comes and it's it's clear as day after preseason, I agree. But like, if you go through history, how many quarterbacks have come in and started week one that have truly been the best? I mean, Stafford was pretty good right off the bat. He Stop with the Lions. The Lions suck. Look, okay, but look, give me the Lions suck now. You no, they there's a few, always will. Few few years where they were decent. Give me a quarterback that's sure. that's won the Super Bowl as that, the first year starter. No, 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 no. That's that has started as a rookie. Well, right. That's gone to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think a rookie's that. ever. No, 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 not a rookie. I'm saying that is in their career, week one starter. How many have done it? Because a lot of the goats that have won it multiple times have not been the week one starter. You think about the ones that are elite up there now. Mahomes well, didn't do it. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't. He was behind Favre. Uh, oh, you're talking about when they get drafted into right. the NFL. Right, and then they don't start week one. Right, right. No, I mean, you're right. That Andrew is Luck. typically the, the winning Did he win one? Did he win a Super Bowl? No. No. He, he didn't Tom win. Brady didn't. He was buying blood so. What are their – Jabriz didn't. Blood so. Jabriz didn't. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Flacco. there's – Flacco. <laughs> I, I don't – you think he was a week one starter? To, no, I was trying to Out think of, of like the worst quarterbacks to win. Uh, Manning, Eli Manning. 
Peyton Manning. Oh, Eli Manning, maybe. Peyton Manning, maybe. Peyton Manning might have been, but like, think about it. Run your stats. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many week one stars as a rookie have won a Super Bowl? I mean, yeah, there's a reason why they, they usually don't start. But I don't know. I mean, I would be on board to see it just out of curiosity, not as a Bears fan. I don't know how I'd feel if I was a Bears fan. As a quasi Bears fan, because I don't get I don't get too high, I don't get too low about it. Um, I was very low and I'm very high, so <laughs> but I'm the opposite. I think I think the Bears front office is an absolute joke. The way they treated yeah. this whole Andy Dalton signing QB one, and then I don't think I. So I was listening to this. Okay. And we just had an hour, by the way. The, the social media, <laughs> team, the social media team doesn't have like follow or like talk to the staff on who. Well, that's like, a huge issue. And, and, and it happens a lot. So they just figured that we went and got Andy Dalton. So the social media team just drafted this up and posted it without even asking the the coaching staff what. Are they're you doing. sure? Yes. Yes. How how is it how you're gonna run an organization? <laughs> I do miscommunication right there. I mean, yeah. So like the fact that they didn't even ask at all, like they just probably figured and like, yeah, he's probably gonna be, or they put took something out of context. But like, but that, like the fact that they did not declare that he was gonna be the start. But I I thought Nagy I, said I put, that I in the press conference. No, Nagy did not come out and say it. He never said no. Okay. But <laughs> the the reason why they went along with it is because Andy Dalton in his press conference said they told me I was going to be the starter. Who's they? I mean, I Nagy. The, the, the social media intern. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, Nagy's probably like, yeah, you're going to be the starter until guess what? Justin Fields is going to slide right. to us yeah, at 11. They, they didn't know. I mean, I don't think they knew they were going to draft Justin Fields or I did have the plan until uh, maybe the whole test thing really made them do it. Who knows? But I don't think they would have gone out their way to get Dalton – had they known they were going to draft Justin Fields. That doesn't seem like a logical thing. Since they well, were, they had to because they couldn't rely on Nick Foles to be or, starting Or let's say this. So then their plan probably is to start Dalton. I bet it's got it. I, mean, I think it is. But you also – what I'm saying is, is that you you also can't – like don't get me wrong. Is Dalton probably still going to be there? Sure. Is there somebody of that talent that's going to be there? But you probably need to go get somebody locked up going into the draft. That way if Fields doesn't drop to you, you're not sitting there with a thumb. Well, right, right. What pick did they have? Well, they, they were moved, at 20. The 20, they, they moved, moved up, up to 11. 11. Again, and they 11. gave up a lot. Wow, he was still there at 11. Right. Wow. I mean, there were people that were thinking it was going to be five quarterbacks to start the draft. Yeah. Yeah. And it went yeah. Um, one, two, three and quarterbacks. Then Pitts, and then, which is a good pick. Yeah. Pitts, so, yeah. Pitts is good. He's going to be a stud. Yeah. All right. Jeez. My least favorite topic on the rundown today. Conspiracy theory of the week. Well, hold on a second. Is Beef going to get involved in this? At least he, he needs went to having... go get pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no. Dang. So <laughs> mine's time travel this week. I think that time travel is real. One that's real. When you say time travel, do you mean like I the whole like reincarnation, or do you mean that? No, like... no, no. I think that people have been able to go back to the past. Okay. Or forward. I don't know. I have I my data doesn't <laughs> okay. show forward. Your data. Your Wait, data. Okay. Just just. So you think data. you can just go that's an anywhere theory. past and then back to the current time? Yeah, just because. So like different Seems things. More plausible. And, I think so. But like, so everything that like I've seen, like obviously I'm, I'm not like a 100, percent but I'll give this one about. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like somebody came out and said, yeah, these time travels are okay. absolutely correct. One. Um, there's a bunch of different like photos and stuff like that, that like wait some technology that are produced in these different photos 
are way too advanced for the time. So like somebody that had gone back in time, had gotten caught on a different film, having a technology at the time that they were not supposed to have. Yeah, but the and there's multiple, multiple pictures. I've seen those too, but the problem is, I know they can be edited, right? Like, that's, that's, so there's like one that was like at a, like a presidential, like something like that, that was in like I don't know when, but like before flip phones were even like a thing, and somebody was caught on there. Oh, with a flip phone. yeah, I've seen a lot with phones, and then I saw one with a camera though that was at a boxing match, and he had like a portable camera that didn't come out for another like 10 years. I know, and the thing is though, it's so hard to trust pictures. Nowadays. No, I mean, I agree, but like. Because what's to say is someone didn't take the original photo and Photoshop in mm-hmm. that camera? I mean, no. I but, Trust me. I get it. But like even some of the different things that this Thorn, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Greta Thunberg. Um, have, you seen, have you seen the side by side of her? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty good. That's wild. Dude. Wild. <laughs> Another one is there was a time traveler of somebody that held like a picture this goes back to the person <laughs> in the future, though. He held a picture of what the world would look like in like it was like twenty one, like fifty, and it was underwater. If we continue to do things that we do, and he had come back <laughs> and shown us that the ground. So everything's gonna be. How was he still alive? What? How was he, he came st- back in the future? He came back from the future. I know, to the but past. in the future, if everything's underwater, is he? How is he alive? It's not like underwater, yeah. but like it's rising. Underwater yeah, village. Scuba mask. Well, that is, I mean, <laughs> it's rising. It wasn't like completely yeah. like all right. Submerged. So, so like he might have been one of the few. My my whole yeah. like conspiracy like mind fuck is with the Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah. How they have like the not Trump, just like Trump yes, <laughs> not no, not, the one that like gets me the most is they had a scene where like Trump was like walking down an escalator. Right. And as president the sign in the background and like the way he waved. And this was like 10 years ago. And sure as shit, like I don't know what it was, two or three years ago, it's exactly what happened. It is pretty wild. There's like a lot of those too. A lot. Yes. And it's not just like once. It's like there's a ton. Like how 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 has anyone ever asked the creator of these questions? Is Matt he- Groening, I don't know. The other one from The Simpsons is they unfortunately predicted nine eleven. So one of the magazines had nine dollars or nine cents for like the magazine, and then it had the twin towers as the nine eleven before nine eleven happened. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure you can Google it right now. There's, I, I would bet there's probably at least thirty. But, I mean, it wasn't the Patriots and it wasn't the exact score, but the Patriots being down in the Super Bowl by, by like, a certain amount. It was the a blue a Navy blue team versus a red team like the Falcons, and it was super close that they were down and they came all the way back. But yeah. it was Belichick that was yeah. because he had, like, the dark and the short sleeve hoodie. So that was wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you, you're looking up how many, you think? So another crazy uh, thing is, is that I brought up to – so I had this conversation with one of my players – um, Jake Pizer, and he said that he's convinced that the billionaires out there have a different, like thirty times they live in a different. They predicted the future. They live in a different world wow. than we do. They have access to different things than we do. What are you talking about? So one of my players said that he says all the, like the billionaires, the guys that have like just stupid money, yeah, have like access to a different world that we would ever imagine. I mean, yeah, I can see that. There's literally. With the with the fame and money combination, there's zero chance they could do nothing. What do you think Elon Musk is doing? Right, he can do SpaceX. He could do whatever he wants. He could walk into. I mean, what I'm saying is that, like, I think that, like, not saying Illuminati is a thing, but like, 
something along those lines that like you get to a certain things that you get access to. Like, true. True. I mean, it's interesting. My, my theory on time travel is this, that I actually don't think it exists as much as I would love for it to exist. I really wish it did exist. But my theory on technology is that once technology is made, at the end of the day, it ends up becoming domesticated. Like it, it, it goes long enough to the point where pretty much everybody has it. Think about computers. Computers came out, huge deal, military only. Now literally everyone has one in their pocket. I think if time travel were to exist, Somebody it would, would some, somehow end up in, in the hands of someone that would fuck it up. And then, we, and then because it's limitless, because once you have time travel, you can just go whenever you want endless amount of times sure then someone would know that for certain it exists already here's my thing for you about this so i'm conspiracy i i've done i've done into time traveling really bad <laughs> have you ever experienced deja vu this is where we need trent trent gets deja vu a lot deja vu i think is the wiping of the slate about certain things so you think so someone's like erasing your memory i think everybody's like there's a reset we could go to the simulation later on that would be another time. although neil degrassi tyson just just uh changed my mind on the simulation thing but anyway but I think that like somehow like that could be a way of like resetting on certain like memories and stuff like that. They're like, oh, this person has an idea of possibly like this, that it would be like deja vu. So there's time travel police. If you no, like if you were to come in contact with something like that, I feel like if you were to come in contact with yourself, I think that's when you would have like deja vu. Oh, I see. So it's just an automatic human thing to just yeah. like not understand it and it's deja vu. Hmm. Be interesting. Hmm. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> I would, that would be sweet. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've ever – I well, no, I, I don't think I've ever uh, experienced that. You've never experienced deja vu where you've been – you've sat in a I situation have, and have. you've been like, I swear I've done this before. No. Yeah, I've definitely – I've had it. Maybe it's I'm the time wild. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely love to have a conversation with myself in the future or the past. I would just want – I really want to have a conversation with myself. All right. So let's say you get an opportunity to time travel. Another one that I saw. Oh, okay. One sec. One sec. One sec. <laughs> Let me get out of this real quick. Before – this just pops into my mind. Don't Is forget that question. That somebody yeah. came back to save themselves and like time travel. And so like there was a video – like this dude, the, the dude, the ladder, he like taps the him on the, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw that. Wild. So this dude TikTok, just walking yeah. and he just taps him and the dude like wouldn't have normally known it. And he's just like, keep walking, like just walking straight like this, knowing what's about to happen. Not even like looking, knowing his surroundings, literally just walking, taps him, dude looks and then dodges it. But why did he turn the other way? He looked at it. No, like watch the video again. It's like you're here. I tapped you. I the guy taps him here. He turns this way. It's right. weird, and that's why I'm like because okay. there was somebody that was coming. He might have seen the guy on his peripherals walking from this way. Oh, maybe you weren't there. You don't know. No, that. but I'm just giving the idea. <laughs> turn that way. All right. So here's the question: You get a one time pass to go to one time and back. Okay, and this is like legit, like in your life. Where, like, what year, like, is there a specific event that you're going back to to change? Oh, to change? And then you get to come back to current time. Oh, so. and it's guaranteed it would it would work? It would change the future? I'm talking, like, a decision or, like, right. a well, but there's trip a, or something like there's that. There's a theory out there that no matter what you do, it ends up happening anyway in a different way. So you're, then there's but, also the theory that, like, what, what, what are those movies where, like... They go back and they change something and all of a sudden everything is – Yeah, yeah. Right. So you're saying that would be the case. If you have the ability to change the past. Mm -hmm. What would I change? Like a, a good example would be like if you were choosing between two colleges mm, right. and you chose 
one that you didn't. Can we go through? Right. Can we do two topics? Can we do one where it's like one thing we change, and then one where what event we would like to attend? Sure. Because there's not. I I honestly think that like super long like fundraiser um, concert where it was like Queen Woodstock. Uh, oh, you're talking about not in your life. You're talking about like yeah, something that I could. Are you talking about Woodstock? Is that where like Queen and had it was like oh, the big that was a charity that was World Aid or whatever? Yeah, for like yeah. South Africa. Man, I'd love to be at that concert. That thing would have been dope. Yeah, those videos are insane. Th- um, there was like millions of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. I'd love to go to that. Um, but okay, so your question. So for, I guess first thing is like, what's something you would go back in time to experience that you didn't have the opportunity to? Oh, man. Uh, honestly, uh, I I would love to know what it was like to live in, like, the early 17... 17? No, 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 18, 18, 1800s. Whoa! 1800s, where it was, like, like, law, like very, very basic living. Like, where they had witchcraft? Where it was, like, horse and buggy, and, like... <laughs> Did they even have horse and buggy in the 18- Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A uh, uh, horse and buggy. I want a horse and buggy era. And and the reason why is this. I've had this the thought, Amish, I've had this thought before. Here's the reason why. Because everyone has this, like, view of the past that everyone was, like, so proper and everything. Oh, I God. guarantee you people were just, like, equally, like, dicks to each other. And, like, it, and like people were just way different than we have this view of them. Oh, they so, were... I bet you they were dicks back then. Yeah. It was either you had money or not. Like, the social, like... Right. There right. is a huge gap. Oh, yeah. But, like, I had There this, was no middle class. No. I had you this You were thought. either royalty or you were a peasant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. True. True. So, so either a dick or you treated somebody. But I bet you even, like, I bet you there was a lot of gossip even back then. Right. No, I know. And that's why I want to go, like, experience and see, like, what was a big deal back then yeah. and, like, what wasn't, you know? It's like, because nowadays it's like, oh, yeah, if someone was wearing a dress too short back then, it was like, oh, oh yeah. my could God. You see, <laughs> did you see Bob Blas? You could see her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so I would love to experience that, just the era and see, like, what it was like. And then um, what I would change about myself if I had to go and change about yourself or change an event in time. Yeah, well, change no, the an question event was, time that you were involved that in. I was involved in. Okay, that's I, I, I would say. I mean, I was gonna do. I would probably continue to play baseball through high school, through the finish of high school at yeah. least. I mean, that's one decision I do regret. But anyway, I would have. Oh, I'm God, gonna go further God. back to the neck. I want to go back to like the 900s, and I want to be a part of like a Viking. Like, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> like you know in that in that type of society from what I know like you didn't really have the, the rich and the poor it was like a general community so like you didn't worry about money like it was community wealth and everyone took care of each other so, I'll challenge you this way mm, interesting <clears throat> I can see that I, I mean do you think you'd be able to with what all the different things that you have now with entertainment, with beds, with couches, with pillows, you think you'd be able to sleep just on the rock? Well, you don't sleep on rocks. What do they sleep on? They slept <laughs> on, you they made slept on a, the floor. Do you think you'd be able to sleep on the floor? Yes. <laughs> you make a bed out of hay. They had, you know, blankets. Did they have blankets? Yes. You had from straw like, and you like, s- yes, okay. you had cotton. Also, well, how long <laughs> would you stay? Like a week? Just to get like the full experience. I don't know. Like, there, I I'll, say, be, I'll be dead concert, ass. I'm saying for the whole decade. That there's, there's like a point of me that's like, I wish I could just live in that. Wow. No, oh, dude, trust me. Well, I said there was a point. Like, I, I wish I could go back to like, obviously some of like the different things, but like just life was simpler before. 
before social media, when there was no, like you had to talk to somebody. If you wanted to get to know somebody or you wanted to talk, you went and saw them, you made phone calls, like at tops, you made phone calls, but like the time before technology where you actually had to talk to somebody and you had to enjoy, like, if you look back at some of those, like, um, I know on Instagram, social media, <laughs> where they have like those throwback videos of like 2005 kids in high school. Yeah. They were so much happier. They were, I mean, they it enjoyed people's company way, yeah. and stuff like that. But, but we like, do, I mean, I feel like we have a tendency to glorify the past. So like it could be great and what you're thinking it was, or it could be you go there and you're like, okay, this actually counts up. Have you been to a high school lately? No, I'm talking about- It is you. miserable. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what high school, what it would be like now. That, that seems like it would be terrible, but- uh, See, but like for me, as much as I enjoy computers, microphones, cell phones, cameras, and all that, like I've also there's a part of me that I you know I, I really wish none of that existed. Oh, me too. I wish that I could go, <laughs> you guys are I wish I could go live in the wilderness right now. Yes, I wish I could just honestly. I wish I could pack up, live in an RV, and then not have to worry about anything. I don't know. Besides, all right, we're taking garage beers on the road. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so you, last year you went camping solo for a couple yeah. days. Yeah, it was just an overnight. Last Fourth uh, of July. Okay, did that accomplish what you thought it would? No, because the place I picked out to stay at was littered with people. Oh, yeah. okay. Like if I had it my way, and it's, it's kind of hard to do that today because like there's so many rules and regulations, well, right? And like like you know, you just pop up a tent in an empty field, like people, and and it, chances are no one's gonna see you, but like if someone does, like. Oh, you're on my property or, or some shit like that. Yeah, right. Like what I what I'm hoping for, and and I'll I'll experience it someday, but like you know, because I, I see it on Instagram, like there's people I follow that like they literally yeah. just pull off to the side of the road, they get like 50 feet off the road, they set up their camp, they sleep there for the night, they get back on their motorcycle and they they keep going. Like yeah. if money and I, I've been having this thought so many times, like, in the last couple of months. Like, if money wasn't a thing, like, you didn't have to worry about it, I would be so much happier, I feel like, than what I am. And I, and I understand why you have, like, why money is important. Right. But, like, I, the, the, to me, you're, I'm you're like, on that because my thing is, it's not even the money for myself. It's the money for my generations to come. Is that like I want to put like my children in a good yeah. position that like if I could right now, I would take the entire an entire year off and go do that. I would go travel for an entire year. But like – and do I think that I could financially recover from taking an entire year off? Yes, probably. But like that's the biggest thing is that like I don't want to be a dickhead to like putting my – like I want my children to be able to make the decision for that. Mm -hmm. And then if that's something that I want to do when I retire and stuff like that and I don't have responsibilities of, my, of children, then that's one thing. But yeah. I would then make the argument, you're 25. Oh, I agree. You don't have kids. I agree. So but if you're going to do it, it's you should do it now. <laughs> I agree. So now we'll go change conversations because you're going to convince me to do this. <laughs> um, so if I could go back and change an event I was involved in. I know mine is. Mine was <laughs> I wouldn't get hit by a car. Which yeah, you you'd be the guy to tap yourself on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I say, God, that hold up. So cool. Hold that up. actually hold was possible. Stop. You're going to get hit by a car here. You imagine if you like somehow if you felt like a tap on your shoulder and you're like what the and then the car went by yeah you're like did my future self just save me yeah dude and I dude <laughs> so have you ever had eerie feelings that like somebody like like somebody's looking at you or something like that or like you look around 
yeah, I do. I feel like I there's, and that's another why I think that not that I have noticed. I Dude. would, or like creeks or something like that. Just one thing that like changes like the time frame and stuff like that. I'm telling you, it's split second things that change. <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I so it, yeah, well as ahead, far as like an event that I would go back and change, like it's hard, right? Because there's like I'm I'm very lucky in the sense that I've never had something like getting hit by a car, right? <laughs> um, I think maybe right now in my life, I would say. Um, I'd go back two summers ago, um, when my dad was in that motorcycle accident and we were out West, like we probably 20 minutes before it happened, like we had just taken off from a, like a rest stop and he had said, Hey, like I'm going to leave. So like, I would have then like, if I could change it, I would have been the one that say, Hey, I'll take the lead in this next stretch because like. Not not saying like yeah. everything's gonna happen the same, but like the way having talked to him now and like his mindset of how he reacted, I know that I would have reacted differently, and I think it would have changed oh. the outcome. Like I don't like not I'm not putting the blame on my dad, but like right. his thought was I'm gonna try and accelerate and get past the elk. Right. My initial reaction would have Sorry. been I'm gonna slam on my brakes because my motorcycle has ABS. So you're not going to slide out like you would have oh, on okay. his bike. Right, right. So like, I, I guess because that trip, like we had, I mean, we had been planning it for over like a year and a half. And we were, we were going to see Yellowstone. We were going to see uh, Grand Tetons. We were going to go through the Rocky Mountains. Ooh. And we didn't see any of that. What, when did that happen? How This was like day four of a 15-day no. trip. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I th- I think that was this before I met you. Yes, I think so. Yeah, because I came back early. Yeah, and that's when I met Cole at the Fourth of July party. So you oh, hadn't wow. come to Laura's. Okay. Yet. Yeah. So I think that's that's and it's creepy because so on that trip I was running like my GoPro at different intervals. I wasn't running it all the time, and the last clip I have is like maybe five minutes. I stopped it five minutes before the accident happened. So, like, part of me is really glad I did that. Yeah. Because I don't know how I would have reacted if I had, like, that clip knowing I can rewatch this as many times as I want. That's why I'm glad when people are like, Did you, can you get it on video of you getting hit? And I'd be like, <laughs> no, thank God the traffic cams weren't working. Yeah. That is insane. I mean, the, although I saw... I, I, when I went to the bathroom, I got to think about this question a little bit deeper. <laughs> Honestly, I might take it back. I might. Can I have a conversation or just change one thing? Because I'd love to give life advice versus changing. Yeah, yeah. That's what my whole my whole thing was. I would love to talk to myself. It would be so Because if cool. I could have a conversation with myself, yeah. there's no doubt like with the work mentality that I have now, if I gave that to like my high school self or my junior high self – I'm probably a completely different individual. Right. But like that's because I grew and I developed and like I like life took like learn me and groom me into who I am. Right. That it's crazy the knowledge that I was able to have already at 26. If I was able to give that knowledge to myself, I'd be it'd be incredible. Well think about the world. If if every person that was older could give advice to their younger self, 
Think about how the world would change. Invest in Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Invest yeah. in Bitcoin. How, how funny would that SpaceX. be? SpaceX. If your if your future self comes and he, he's like, you're like, I only got ten seconds here. Quick, invest in Dogecoin now. <laughs> Boom, you're gone. <laughs> and you're like, okay, just put your life savings. If you see hot if, time machine, okay, yeah. like if someone if that happened to you, would you believe it? If it was myself, no, but you don't know it's yourself because uh, have you heard the mirror effect? No, is that you couldn't honestly oh, look at something? You wouldn't it. recognize yourself. Whoa, that's because, because you don't actually, <laughs> if you look at a mirror, you don't actually look at yourself like you, you mentally picture yourself in a different way of what you actually look like. Right, right. So, like, if somebody were to come up and look like you, you wouldn't know it's actually yourself. Well, is that true? Especially if they're a different age. Although I've seen myself on video many times. Right, but like you're a different age 10 years down the road. Right, yeah. You could be completely different. That's very just true. a slight, subtle thing. You've never looked at somebody and said, huh, I could look like that in right, 10 years. Right, yeah, it'd be interesting. If someone did that to me, would I believe? Him? I don't know. I don't know. Would you? I mean, probably <laughs> I not. I don't know. It'd be wild. But like, think of all the, the crazy they, things that you hear. And you're like, oh, I, there's that's dumb. But like, somebody comes out of their way and just says it to right. me specifically. Oh man, right? I usually believe a lot. I'm a big like. <laughs> I probably believe in them. If somebody you, like you're a big, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I become your best friend until I decide <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. If somebody tells me to do something, like, and I've developed some of it, or like. I'll sit on that and like I'll probably do like research, but somebody like just like invest in this random ass thing, and I'd be like, <laughs> actually, a better one would have been put all your life savings in the GameStop. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then until, until yeah. you get screwed. But, I don't know if I'm doing lifestyle or like life savings, but I probably would like listen to him and be like, all right, I'll put I'll put something in it. Life savings on roulette. I watched that video. <laughs> that was wild. All right, so we're at uh, we're at an hour and twenty five minutes, a lot longer than I thought this was going to go. But I think hour and a half is fine. I think compared to the last podcast you guys were on, like I like the the lack of structure. Yeah, I think it felt felt more natural. So next time we'll uh, we'll actually be in the garage um, and make it more authentic in that sense and. Drink some more beers. Yeah. We're at seven right now. Garage beers. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We said at the beginning we do not promote drinking on this podcast. No, you said drinking excessively. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Seven beers seven is total. Excessively. To clarify, <laughs> seven total. If this was like seven for me, that still wouldn't be excess. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. But nonetheless, thanks for listening to Garage Beers.